Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Reigns. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Hey, good morning, Briston. I'm out of coffee. <clears throat> that's no good yeah i sipped in there and there's nothing in there dude i drank it all so, so question for you do what question for you all right what's your question are you an everyday coffee drinker and if so when did you become one? Oh, coffee huh so uh, yeah, I drink coffee every day whenever I'm here, but when I'm out on the road, I mean, I don't really care if I drink it or not. I'm not dependent on it. And coffee, actually, I heard that it was like really beneficial from runner, for runners. And if you drink it like straight up black, there's a lot of good health benefits for antioxidants. And the caffeine's good if you drink it 30 minutes before a run and all that good stuff. And so it kind of started... In college a little bit i started drinking black coffee i didn't like it at all actually i think you inspired me to drink some black coffee because i saw you drinking it and we drank the cafeteria coffee which looking back uh, i don't know how i did it but it's one of those things to where like whenever you first start drinking black coffee it's like it's hard to drink but you know it's good for you and it's just like any other drink if you've ever drank beer before which i have drank beer but i, I no longer it's not like I drink it a lot, but um, I don't drink beer at all now, obviously. But, um, you know, when you first have a sip of beer, you know, it's terrible. It tastes terrible. But I never got to where I like it because I never drank beer enough. I think I maybe drank like three beers in my whole life. And um, actually probably like seven, but we're getting a little... <laughs> Low number off topic here, but uh, you know, I never acquired a taste for it, but I know over time you will because people do, and like over time, you start to like beer. Coffee's the same way, if you keep drinking coffee over time, you're gonna get to really like coffee, right? And so, I stuck with it, and now I could drink coffee straight up black, I don't care if it's like super hard dark roast or whatever it is, and it's awesome. Yeah, my problem is watery black coffee. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how people do iced coffee. I guess they put so much sugar in it that it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's what I notice about a lot of um, popular coffee places, namely Starbucks. Is Mm-mm. a lot of people's morning drink. A lot of people's morning drink is not necessarily coffee as much as it is just like sugar and milk and cream so yeah honestly whenever i was little actually my grandparents i would drink they'd give me coffee whenever i was a kid and you know they'd load it up with like caffeine and or not caffeine but sugar and all that cream or whatever get that stuff out of your coffee it's not good for you it makes coffee unhealthy but coffee can actually be healthy if you drink it up right and honestly it kind of builds some character. Like drinking some black coffee every day, some hard black coffee, kind of builds some character. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so I don't know if you remember, 
but a few episodes back, I posted, um, I talked about how I posted on our Texas Outlaw Running Instagram story for people to ask questions, right? And then yeah. I was like, I posted it an hour before we started the show. So people only had an hour to respond. So I was like, okay, well, I'll post it the day before next time. So the next week, which was last week, I posted it again, but I posted it an hour before because I guess I just forgot. And then this week, yesterday, well, actually this morning, I posted it again an hour before the show. Oh. So I guess it's just a theme. So you just got to catch this randomly. So if you follow Texas Outlaw, if you, you know, we always film in the mornings for sure. So usually around 830 to 9 a.m. So, I mean, throughout the week, check y'all's Instagram story phones if you want to. Instagram stories on your phones if you want to chime in. But we did get a I forgot to look last week, but we got a we got a question from Dip Rocks. They said, any advice slash tips to up my distance without a trainer? Distance has been 13.1 or a half marathon. So advice for tips for running a longer distance past a half marathon. Honestly, I would say do on like a Saturday and a Sunday, do like a back-to-back long run. So if your farthest distance you've ever ran is 13 miles, I would say on one weekend, go run like a um, run like eight miles, eight, nine miles on Saturday, and then go run like seven or eight miles on Sunday back-to-back. And that'll help build your muscles to endure through those longer distances. So I would say back-to-back long runs help with that. And also – just easing up your long runs over time. So let's say you do, you know, you did 13 miles one weekend. The next weekend, take a little bit down week. Do like 11 or 12 miles for a long run. But the weekend after that, go out and do 14 miles. And it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. But just push through the pain. And I would say just enduring through the pain and pushing through the pain is really going to help you out. Um, and that's what's going to build you. You just got to get used to running super long distances. So. I would say if you're doing just one long run a week, build it up slowly over time. But if you don't like doing a long run every weekend, do back-to-back long runs, and it'll help prepare you. So do you got anything, Asher? Yeah. um, I would say the one thing you need to make sure that you're doing is hitting – you know, you're doing a run every single day, um, and you're consistently – you're not necessarily pushing yourself on every run, um, like how, how fast can I go or how far can I go? But you're thinking, all right, this is building me up towards, you know, I'm, I'm building my fitness. And the other thing is you probably need to ask yourself, why am I uncomfortable with doing, uh, anything past a half marathon? And if it's fatigue, um, or you just, you're not comfortable with spending that much time on your legs. I would say more importantly than going the distance on like a weekend run or something, um, you just need to go for time, purely time. So if you're, if your half marathon takes you four hours, you need to go out for a, try to go out for like a five hour. Uh, I'm running, but I'm also doing some hiking, some, some walking, throwing that in there and maybe get comfortable with just being on your legs for a long period of time and that will that will make you comfortable for race day and then the added benefit of race day is that you have you're you're in that environment where 
you're ready to go and actually put yourself out on the line. Um, and having trained for that time on your feet, you'll be more comfortable, you know, spending that time, uh, for that distance. So, uh, there, there are a lot of factors at play, but, um, you just, I think it, I think consistency is key. So for example, Kristen and I did a 50 K, uh, last summer and we weren't necessarily, you know, 50 K trained. I wasn't, um, Kristen, you our, did a little more like hill work and like long, long threshold stuff. Yeah. Our, our longest run before that. So 50 K is 30, 31, 32 miles race ended up being about 33 miles. And so my longest run within like a year up to that point was like 13 miles or 14 miles. And I did do a marathon like two or three years ago, but, uh, training for that was, I did a lot of strength training in the gym. And then I did a lot of just like running out on the trails for a bunch of hours. Yeah. And we were running like 50, 60 miles a week. We were doing cross country training. And so, yeah, it wasn't like I was not in shape to do a 50 K it was that I hadn't, I hadn't been on my feet for more than an hour and a half at most. So the thing that was difficult for me was I had to re I had to reframe my perspective because I had never run over, I think 18 miles in my life. Yeah. And I just knew going into the 50 K that I was going to have to be on my feet for probably five or six hours. And so, you know, once you put that in your head, so to the, to the person that we're answering the question for, um, say your next distance is a, so you've already done a half, say your next distance is a marathon because usually that's the progression. Um, so you know what your half time is. So you double that and maybe even add an hour and you just go into the race knowing that, okay, I'm going to have to be on my feet for at least this amount of time. And then you, you can shift your your answer from there say it's a good day and you're feeling really good you might be able to run a little faster maybe it's a hot day and the trail or whatever is difficult maybe you have to run a little slower so um yeah there are a lot of factors at play but yeah and then also one more thing i'll add to it is if you're trying to run a super far distance so if i were to train for i don't know a marathon or a 50k or a 50 miler if i were to do it the smart way I would I would sign up for some training race and use the race as a train trainer to the next race. So if I were to run a fifty mile race, I would sign up for a fifty k race like a month before, month and a half before to get my legs ready for that distance because that's hard to do on your by your by yourself. But when you're sign up to an, for an event, it's it's way easier to to run that event because you're with people and there's you know there's a lot of good stuff in the atmosphere going on. So right so uh, yeah one more thing before we before we go off somewhere else is that if you put it in your head you know that i'm gonna have to go this distance today um and just have no expectation of how fast you're gonna do it usually that's the easiest way to get through something i say yeah. easy you're still gonna have to grind it out but so like for our 50k i knew that day we were gonna have to run 31 miles and i said to myself in the beginning i was like i have no expectation of pace i don't expect to place well or whatever i'm just gonna go and have fun 
You know, yeah. I think that's the thing at the end of the day. You just have to be prepared to go out, <laughs> be out there for a long time, especially when it's a distance race, you know? Yeah. Um, and whenever I dread long runs, like whenever I know, okay, I'm going to have a 13 or 16 mile long run and it's Sunday evening, I don't want to go out. Sometimes I literally do not want to go out and do it. But some things I do to help is I kind of plan it to be a different type of like, almost like an adventure run. So one time I was sitting here and I had a 13 mile long run to do. I did not want to run around town the same roads that I always run on. So what I did was I went on, I think it's called, what's it called? It's called, if you just type in on Google, how far did it do what? Or on the map. On the go map. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, On the go map. And you can map out distances on roads and all kinds of stuff. So I went on there and I planned a big, like, actually ended up being like a 15 mile route, I think. And so I did that. And then I put on a vest and I literally, last year's thing, went out with no expectations. I just went jogging and I knew I was going to do a whole loop. Whereas when you run continuous loops around whatever, it can get like every day, it can get very boring and draggy, dragged out. But whenever you do stuff like that to where if you put yourself in a position to where you have to finish the race or finish the run. So let's say you have a 14 mile long run, make it to where you run seven miles out and seven miles back. So that way, when you get to the seven miles out and you're coming back, you you have no choice but to finish. So that's a good way to do it, too. So, um, yeah, um, I would also say that if you're planning on doing a big run to your point don't do it in a place that is going to bore you and make you feel just like, what am I doing out here? Go and do it in a new place um, that, you know, you're going to find interesting the entire time. So yeah. Or plug in a really good podcast like this one. You'll be good. So there you go. That too. All right. We're going to close it out, but real quick, we did get one more question on our, um, ask us a question on the Instagram story. And it's a guy that looks like he ran at University of Central Arkansas, Shamal or something. I don't know if you know who he is, Asher, but he said, what inspired y'all to start Texas Outlaw Running Company? And I'll answer this real quick. What inspired me to start Texas Outlaw Running Company and keep with it was my passion for running and my passion for creating things out of nothing so really an artistic and a love perspective of running so that's that's kind of what inspired me to to start running because i loved business and i was passionate about it i loved i loved running and was passionate about it and so to combine the two made it fun and so it was just fun to do it's cool to create something out of nothing but anyways though uh if you guys enjoyed the this shooting the bull episode um, let us know. Leave a rating on the show. And I don't know if y'all have noticed, if you go look, it says STB on the Shooting the Bull episodes. And then it says EP on the regular episodes. So these are two different kinds of shows. So Shooting the Bull is just me and Asher Shooting the Bull. But the regular episodes, it's where we get a guest, a really well-known guest. And we sit down, we talk about their life, their running journey, things like that. So they're two separate things. And I wanted to make sure those were distinct. So we changed that around. But um, if you guys do want to help support the show, there's a Patreon and the link is below. So if you scroll down, 
under this podcast, wherever you're listening, there's a link to our Patreon. And what that does is it helps not only make the show better, but it helps actually like keep it up and running. So if you guys would like to do that, the link is below. And uh, yeah, so we'll see y'all on the next episode of Shooting the Bull. Bye. Bye, y'all.